Glory to God and welcome to Kingdom Consciousness. Today we're going to tie two scriptures together, Joel 3.18 and then Amos 9 verses 13 through 15. And what it amounts to is God's promise of times of abundance and restoration. Abundance and restoration. In Joel 3.18 it says, And it shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drop down new wine, and the hills shall flow with milk, and all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters, and a fountain shall come forth of the house of the Lord, and shall water the valley of Shittim. That's the first scripture. Now, when we talk about the mountains dropping down, that it almost describes them as melting, melting and flowing with wine. You know that the grapes grow on the mountain signs, the grapes grow in the vineyards, and this new wine is the wine of blessing. It's the wine of the Spirit. It is the wine of the presence of God. Just like Jesus turned the water into wine, this is new wine. The new wine that can't go into old wineskins because it will rupture it as it begins to ferment. Amen. So that the mountains can be either the authorities that exist, that have been perhaps an obstacle in your life. God is going to melt them down like he's going to make the crooked places straight and the rough places smooth. He's going to melt them down. But I also see in these mountains the fact that Christ went up time and time again aside to the mountains to pray. Elijah was on the mountains praying. Many times the prophets went up to the mountains to pray. And as they pray, they connect on high and there's a new flow. Just like when Elijah prayed up there and the waters came down, a torrential rain, this new wine flows down. And that new wine is also our glory. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that good and perfect gift that came down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That that came down before in the form of everything that was provided to the Israelites in the wilderness would be like water compared to this new wine, amen, this refreshing wine. And remember, Jesus said he would not drink it again until he drank it anew with us in the kingdom. The second thing that happens is that the hills shall flow with milk. The hills are the lesser authorities, but you cannot have a valley unless you have a mountain, unless you have a hill. So even though these are lesser authorities or even lesser obstacles or impediments that exist, or it may be that they are representatives of the kingdom. If you look as Christ as the chief mountain, and then you look at the hills as the lesser representatives of the kingdom, which would be like the fivefold. It said, they shall flow with milk. Amen. And remember, it says, before the child will know to, to drink milk and to eat honey, things would shift, things would change. Amen. And we are to to eat meat rather than just milk. But the milk shows us that there's an abundance of supply. It's, it's something that's nutritional. It's something that's good for us. It gives us vitamin D, which means that this is something that God is supplying 
and that it is healthy for us and it is a blessing unto us. And then it says, all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters. All of the rivers, they shall not be dried up. They shall not be stagnant. They shall not fester, but they shall flow. Amen. And then it says, and the fountain shall come forth of the house of the Lord and shall water the valley of Shittim or the valley of the Acacias. And I had a a vision once of being on a mountaintop with the Lord and the water was flowing down. There was this beautiful blue water that was flowing down and beneath that were just myriads and myriads and myriads, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of flowers that were being watered by this water. And we know that this water is the Holy Spirit and that water flows from beneath the throne of the Lamb and of God. And we also have the rivers and the waters reflected in Ezekiel 47 verses 1 through 12. And when the waters flow, it's so deep that they could not cross. But then there's also the waters that uh, went in and to the Dead Sea and brought the things that were in there to life. Amen. It brought the dead things to life. And like Christ told the woman at the well, I have water that you know not of. And if you drink of the water that I have, it shall become a river in you, a fountain in you flowing up to life eternal. Then we get to Amos 9, 13 through 15, and they are very similar. It said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him that soweth seed, and the mountain shall drop sweet wine. It says sweet here instead of new, and all the hills shall melt. Amen. The hills shall melt. And remember in the other text, it said, they shall flow down with milk. It says, and I will bring again the captivity of my people Israel, and they shall behold the waste cities and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof. They shall also make gardens and eat the fruit of them. In other words, the enemy shall no longer take that which belongs to the children of God. This will become a time of time of accelerated favor. The one who is plowing will overtake, I mean, the one who is plowing will overtake the one who is reaping the harvest and the one who is reaping the harvest will, or treading the grapes, will overtake the one that's sowing the seed. In other words, there will be such a tremendous abundance that both the planting and the reaping and the harvesting will overlap. There will be so much that one time frame will flow into the other time frame. It says, and I will plant them upon their land and they shall not be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, saith the Lord their God. So this will be a time of tremendous blessing. And remember the word of God says, that everybody who has lost something in this time for the kingdom's sake will also reap during this time for the sake of the kingdom. You will have houses, you will have lands, you will be blessed. It's not going to be waiting for the mansion over there. God is going to bless you in the here and the now. 
And then finally in Ezekiel 34, verse 28, the word of God says, And they shall no more be a prey to the heathen, neither shall the beasts of the land devour them, but they shall dwell safely, and none shall make them afraid. And I shall raise up for them a plant of renown, and they shall be no more consumed with hunger in the land, neither bear the shame of the heathen any more. Thus shall they know that I, the Lord their God, am with them, and that they, even the house of Israel, are my people, saith the Lord God. And ye, my flock, the flock of my pasture, are men, and I am your God, saith the Lord God. So despite all the struggle, despite all the trials and tribulations, despite all the hardship and the heartache, despite all of the pain, despite all of the losses, despite all of the deterioration and degradation and embarrassment, God is saying that there's coming a time of restoration. And that time of restoration is coming with abundance. And that time of abundance is coming with overflow and increase. And that time of overflow and increase is going to be a time of overlap where there's so much that what goes on in one season will continue to go on while the next season begins. Can you imagine part of the field still being harvested while it's time to plant seed in the other part of the field and then they catches up with the other? What a time, what a time, what a time. And that is in the here and the now. It's not in the later. It is now. Expect it. Believe it. Receive it. In Jesus' name, God bless you.